Welcome to the Microsoft Industry Experiences Team Podcast. I'm your host, David Starr, and in this series, you will hear from leaders across various industries discussing the impact of digital disruption and innovation, sharing how they've used Azure to transform their business. You can find our team online at aka.ms slash indxp or on Twitter at industryxp. Mike Silverman is the Global Head of Enterprise Technology Strategy for FIS, a global leader in financial services technology. FIS focuses on retail and institutional banking, payments, asset and wealth management, risk and compliance, and outsourcing solutions. Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Great. And we're also joined by Howard Bush, who is a principal industry lead for Azure for banking and capital markets at Microsoft. He advocates for Microsoft Azure within the banking and capital markets industry. Welcome, Howard. Thank you. It's great to be on the podcast. And then we have actually a third guest this time. This is the first time we've ever done this. So Paul Mayer is the general manager of the industry experiences team, of which I'm a part, and is part of the cloud and AI engineering organization at Microsoft. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Great to be here. Now, I know you guys have a lot to talk about. And Howard, I'm going to hand it over to you to get started. That sounds great. Uh, so first of all, this podcast is to focus on Innovate in 48. It's an annual global competition hosted by FIS, focused on emerging technologies used to solve business, market, social, humanitarian, scientific, and philanthropic challenges. So Mike, FIS has been successfully hosting the Innovate in 48 events over the past several years. Can you tell us what themes of innovation you have resulted from either build on platforms like blockchain or AI, ML, and how have some of those solutions impacted FIS or just in society in general? Well, I mean, I could take the whole podcast and try to answer that question alone, right? But <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the new technologies that we've seen come through this have been around machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, blockchain, and how to make that more of an institutional thing rather than a, a niche product, if you will. We've seen big data or dashboard type applications come through here. We've seen just process improvements on our own, just how to automate or get things done quicker than before. Is that because of the availability of data at your fingertips? Data, new tools, new Mm -hmm. techniques, new platforms like containers or serverless or functions, just you name it, anything is game for Innovate in 48. The Mm -hmm. whole idea of it is Yes, there's the goal of doing good for FIS and for the world that is a large and for the community and the financial services industry, but it primarily started as an employee engagement tool. How do we help our employees learn new techniques, grow their careers, and help FIS and the world in the process? Can you tell us a little bit about Innovate 48? Yeah, it's been a wildly successful program. We started seven years ago. It's two-tiered. Uh, there's a regional round and then a global round. So the regional round is in five regions, open invite across the whole globe. Last year, we had 1,400 employees sign up and compete. They self-form teams of three to five and have 48 hours to go do something innovative. At the end of the 48 hours, they get judged and the winners from those competitions then get flown to a global location later in the year. Last year, we had 67 people on 14 teams and they all competed to be the global FIS Innovate in 48 champion. 
So, so Mike, could I just kind of jump in a little bit? And so, obviously, thank you. I had the opportunity to be uh, on the judging panel last year. And you were fabulous. Well, well, thank you so much. It's uh, it's good to be called fabulous. Uh, but uh, we'll drill in a little bit about when I was there and what we saw. But if we sort of looked over the last seven years, and, and you know, I just wanted to drill a little bit, you know, because when I obviously we have similarities with our Imagine Cup that we we drive at Microsoft and looking to you know kind of partner with students and look to them for new innovation and creativity and so on and so forth was super successful and so it was interesting when you kind of reached out and approached me to be on the judging panel I actually hadn't heard of Innovate in 48 and, and when I did it was that's a really great idea and you know kind of drilling in on it I and mean, obviously there's from a staff perspective it's great to, to give them the opportunity and how big is the company now today? I mean, you're you're global. You have how many employees? Uh, over forty-seven thousand. So that's that's a lot of employees. So you know, and and geographically dispersed around the world. So the yes. opportunity to bring people together and connect with a common cause, I think, is a good one. So I think that that's you know excellent in itself. That sort of allowing you know kind of employees that aren't necessarily on a daily basis working on similar projects come together in commonality. And I think that that's awesome. And many more companies should do that. But the second piece, which I think is great, I spent a little bit of time in financial services prior to coming back to Microsoft. And the second part of the, which I really liked is thinking about driving new innovation from within and whether that's addressing kind of point of mind changes that, you know, kind of the financial services customers that you're hearing and looking to address with the, you know, kind of the great insights of, of your very, very clever and smart uh, employees, as I saw. But the other is just looking for driving and moving the market and, and thinking about new innovation. So perhaps, you know, kind of uh, opportunities that can be solved through technology that the customers haven't thought about them, themselves and you know, using your knowledge and your kind of pedigree to be able to do that. So could you talk a little bit about, about that, sort of the customer and the innovation that's being driven and over the last seven years, sort of your perspective of how beyond helping, obviously, the internal kind of focus, if you think about the end customers, how Innovate and 48 has done that, I think it'd be great to sort of share some of those insights. Yeah, great question, Paul. Any company has to be customer obsessed, right? We all have to be. I think it's it's funny when we start thinking about products. If we're we're not careful, we could get stuck in just incrementing our products through just listening to customer requests, which is a good thing, and we do that. But you know, competitions like Innovate and Forty Eight give us a chance to think outside of that proverbial box, right, right? Right. What is really going on in even disparate industries or complementary industries, or what are the big picture trends going on mm -hmm. that we can then take that our customers didn't even know they needed? Right. And it's proof of concept times like this that can really, you know, it's something to read a, a word or a document on the web or see a short video, but to actually spend 48 hours, go get your hands dirty, show it off to people. You know, that picture's worth a thousand words kind of thing. And that aha moment happens with a lot of our product managers when they see some of the things. Now, to be fair, a lot of the work in Innovate in 48 itself doesn't go to market directly. What we do is we'll, we'll demo it, of course, but what happened is now the team has learned that technology, those tools, those tricks, whatever, mm -hmm. that then gets fed back and sparks other innovation within the product line itself. But that said, yes, we have had a few I, Innovate in 48 projects actually do go all the way from the concept to product. Yeah, so we help our customers in many different ways and our employees in many different ways with this competition. That's awesome. I'm just kind of drilling on a couple more. So, I mean, what bringing it back to sort of this year and, and again thank you for, for the invitation to innovate in 48 kudos to, to the, all the teams involved i mean you know just to sort of set the scene it was great to see the energy 
and the passion. I mean, you know, a lot of these people, I, I saw there were lots of Red Bull cans around for people trying to, uh, you know, kind of looking very sleepless and, and so on. And so number one, just the, the passion and the drive yeah. that the company got behind this was, was great to see. And yeah. I spent a lot of time with the, the contestants. And so the theme this year, obviously, was you know well I'll, you know I'll pass it over to you do you want yeah. to fill it, go through sort of the, the the goals and then I'll, I'll share some of the perspectives that I had yeah so 2018's theme was giving back doing good yeah like giving back to the world as a large uh, I can't reveal 2019's theme just yet <laughs> oh That's no a surprise uh, okay yet, but it was the 50th anniversary of FIS and we took that as an opportunity to try to just give back and we said don't look at financial services, just look at scientific, philanthropic, anything yep. you yep. want to do. Some of the ideas that came out were just wildly creative, mm -hmm. something that people that are doing COBOL or day-to-day -day data analytics or stock portfolio analysis, for them, the one team that won did a project which helps the caretakers of people with neurocognitive diseases like Alzheimer's mm -hmm. or other sort of things, so the caretakers get overwhelmed in those cases because the person forgets who they are, what they're doing, and they need to constantly call that caretaker. And it's overwhelming for the caretaker. This team used uh, augmented reality and some other sort of tools to help the pe person navigate around the town, recognize who friends were, et cetera, without having to overwhelm that caretaker. And it was such a, a wildly creative idea. You know, the second place team, helped responses to uh, natural disasters, get people with, let's say, boats to people in rivers that were overwhelmed, or get medical supplies to where they're needed, you know, this matching sort of algorithm, which again, really doesn't exist in financial services mm -hmm. as a whole. So for everyone to take a step out of not only their products, but the industry and the think to the world as a large was just fantastic. I mean, I, I think credit to, to FIS as well, you know, sort of thinking outside of the box. It could be very easy to just be very focused on driving opportunities back that directly impact, you know, kind of the business and the, the near term customers. So I think, you know, really sort of taking that that opportunity to, to give back and sort of leverage the the smarts of the, the FIS to, you know, do, do better, you know, and thinking, you know, sort of really broader picture was was great to see. If I may, though, yes, you, you touched on one other point, which is the passion and the energy from our employees. And, I, and yeah. I have to, again, I'm going to publicly give this to all the employees, all the 1400 that compete in the regional round, the amount of caffeine that is consumed, the <laughs> late hours. I mean, it, when I first started doing this, I never expected people to really work through the nights on these projects. So I expected sort of a nine to five thing. And people were breaking the, the, the rules of the office buildings. They found out when the AC goes off in the building, it was midnight in some cases, the lights yep, went yep. off and they're finding all these things. They were literally working through the nights to make that 48 hour goal. And that passion around this innovation is, so I just, it was just so surprised the first year it's happened. And the fact that we've kept this going for the seven years is just, I'm mind blown by it. Really. Yeah, yeah. And a shout out for, for any companies out there listening in who are thinking about team building exercises and how do they do you know creative team building exercises that are going to motivate their employees i think anyone that could could kind of take a you know kind of good learnings from from what mike and the fis team have done yeah so let me kind of pull it in a little bit as i think about sort of my team a little bit as we at microsoft and the partnership and what we've been doing and my team specifically industry experiences is focused on helping uh, partners and customers with their move to the cloud so a lot of the innovation driven in Innovator 48 this year was around the theme of cloud and Microsoft Azure. Uh, I'd be curious, sort of, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the, the trends. 
but you know just a little bit of a, a pitch for our platform i mean a lot of these these uh engineers were coming in cold and hadn't necessarily used cloud i'd be curious you know what was you know it's good to hear what, what was the experience of being able to build on the cloud, being able to kind of consume knowledge quickly, being able to develop solutions. And they only had 48 hours, so um, and they obviously had end, end solutions. So I'm hoping there's a relatively good story there. And every year we've noticed the Azure platform just get better and better. This year, I didn't have to raise a single technical issue or additional question to the staff at Microsoft. The teams were able to find all of the information that they needed at a ready notice on blogs or other sort of things. Mm -hmm. So kudos to the Microsoft and the Azure team for just the documentation, the wealth of documentation that is there. The platform itself was rock solid, right? There were no technical glitches of this isn't starting up or that's not working. We've experienced none of that. Mm -hmm. and, and every year we've just noticed getting better and better and better. So yeah, no, just hat off, hats off to Microsoft for really just the rock solid yeah, platform for this event. Great to hear. With regards to Azure, uh, I think a mutual interest between Microsoft and FIS is a, a, a preeminent focus on security and making sure that there's, there's no attacks on the platform, specifically around financial services, security is paramount to everything we do, and giving our trust to our customers that we're going to do the right things with their data and it's going to be managed securely. And Azure absolutely helps us in that regard. But I think what one of the, the beautiful things of using Azure is that it allows us to do these innovative concepts completely isolated from our production environment. We're not worried about, will this propagate somewhere else? Mm -hmm. No, it, we can isolate everything very easily within the Azure environment. The Azure platform allows is a, is a vehicle or a vessel, if you will, of the newest technologies, the untested technologies within FIS. And that allows us to experiment with those safe, practical place, learn from those with the event, and then help bring those back into mainline development processes. So as this competition evolves over the next few years, that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. Just the continued pace of innovation that's going on, we can do it with Microsoft as our partner. Mm -hmm. And this is a way to for a big, big organization to avoid innovators dilemma, right? Where some upstart is going to take your customer base with a new product. Yeah, I was hinting at Innovator's Dilemma earlier. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, no, it absolutely is. So we're constantly challenged with the Innovator's Dilemma. So those that don't know, the Innovator's Dilemma is when you, you have a product and you want to keep getting similar revenues or increasing revenues by follow, listening to your customers and incrementing that product all along. And the risk with the Innovator's Dilemma is if you're only listening to the customers, you're not looking external to what might be coming, you might miss a big disruptive change and all of a sudden your product is obsolete and you didn't know it, but you were doing the right things by listening to your customers. So yeah, so the events like this, the tools on Azure, the partnership with Microsoft and the industry knowledge, et cetera, helps us identify those trends so we can feed that back into product develop mainline product development before they become a real dilemma for us, if you will. We're embracing those much earlier on, for sure. Yeah, so Mike, I'm not sure if you knew this, but my Microsoft Southeast Services team, I ran the consulting practice for the Southeast region, supported FIS for two years. So I got very familiar with its forward thinking, driving and, and enabling uh, your customers. And I remember we were updating some Windows servers and you guys were really focused on modernizing your uh, your technology and i see that now uh, being away for a while that you guys have continued that momentum i think it's great to see 
Well, thank you, Howard. I, I, you know, one of the founding principles of or guiding principles of FIS is innovating to, in everything that we do, whether it be internal processes, products, new products, automation, the industry as a whole giving back to it. You know, innovation is a foundational thing of, of FIS. And events like this and the passion that comes out after seven years, still seeing people up at all hours of the night really trying to do right by the company, the customers and their peers. Again, it's just so phenomenal, and I can't thank Microsoft enough for their sponsorship and support in this event for the years. So, you know, if that was kind of a, a closing question, Mike, and you know, um, if we thought about our our joint customers, and you know, so listening in on this podcast from you know thinking about how forward thinking FIS have been to really taking the internal smarts to drive innovation, whether that be to, as we talked about before, solving existing problems to thinking about sort of the art of the possible and and new innovation. So as we kind of close out, as as we look at sort of talking to our joint customers here, what would be some of the messaging here in terms of, you know, kind of your progressive forward thinking? If you think about, of course, FIS as a global company addressing, you know, kind of everything from, from you know, banking and capital markets to insurance, but if you were to sort of spend you know a, a minute just sort of addressing your customers as you think about the you know how innovative FIS is, and obviously we talked a little earlier on about being customer obsessed, which you know clearly is the case with what you, you're trying to do here and what I've experienced working with FIS. So, any closing remarks to your and our joint customers? We're going to do one story, if I may, which may or may not be used on the edit later. All right, so David, I'll give you editorial license here. <laughs> All so, right, thank you. So back when I was a consultant, well before I joined SunGuard FIS, uh, I was a management consultant. And I remember hearing a story of a trench coat manufacturer that brought in consultants to try to look at the line and, and optimize their, their manufacturing. And they said, you know, 80% of people buy black, tan, or gray trench coats. No one buys green trench coats or very little, you know, 80-20 Pareto rule. So why are we spending time building the color, just build the colors that everyone wants and it'll optimize your flows. And so uh, that's what they did. And they went to the fashion show the next year and they unveiled their line, you know, and trench coats haven't changed in design much throughout the years. It's pretty stayed and the line completely failed in front of the buyers. Concerned what, what went wrong, right? And they said, you didn't have any green trench coats. Yes, we know no one buys them, but we need them in the window. We need them to make it look like we're fashion forward and that mm. there is there is that in the brand that we sell. When they walk into the store, yes, we know they pick the traditional state colors because that's what you need in the functionality mm-hmm. of a trench coat. Mm-hmm. Innovate in 48 is like that and that the work that we do for this event itself, again, is those green trench coats. It's those possible things that are out there that right. may or may not ever yep. see the light yep. of day. But what I guess the message to our customers and, and an aside, you know, for those that don't know FIS, we run behind the scenes of almost every facet of financial services from pricing ETFs and mutual funds on stock markets to actuarial portfolio analysis, stress tanks of bank and stress test of banks, uh, credit card processing, money flows. We move nine trillion a year in money across the world. You name it, right? The products that you see today have some of this thinking from this event baked into it and that we're not stopping that innovation. What you see today could look very different in a few months to a few years from now based on the concepts and trends that we are monitoring and learning to use through this event. So I guess the the message to all the customers is know that we are being conscious of this and stay tuned because I can't 
even imagine what we're going to do next with some of this stuff. That's awesome. And I'd probably be amiss if I didn't say, you know, put a pitch in for, obviously you've alluded to you're thinking about and you can't share at the moment the theme for the, the next Innovating 48. So yes. I won't push you, well, maybe I'll push you when we switch the microphone off on, <laughs> on what that is. But if you were to address, obviously, the FIS employees listening in, yes. any messaging you'd like to give them by way of thanks and, and sort of get them excited about what's coming up. For my employees, the regional round is April 10th through 12th. Woohoo! So yeah, definitely sign up. Uh, it's open registration right now as we speak. Yeah. Definitely participate. It, it's funny, I didn't mention it earlier. This is not just for developers. We've had teams of product designers, UX specialists. We've had people from our people office, legal. Anyone with great ideas can join the teams with developers. That's awesome. And, yeah. and be part of it. Yeah. So it's not just a, a tech or development thing. Yeah. Form a team, try it out. Spend, you know, we're investing our employees by just giving them 48 hours. The leashes are off. Just go off and learn and do something cool for yourself and for the company. So have fun with it. Uh, again, thank you to all the employees who have made this the event that has become. Seven years ago when I started this, there's no way I would have envisioned sitting here in front of you, Paul, doing a podcast about this. Like that just was not in the realm of, of possibilities or my vision. So uh, thank you to everyone who has given it their all. Even at the finals, they've they've been flown from around the globe, from Christchurch, New Zealand to China to wherever we hold it that year, and they still spend 48 hours overnights giving it their all. They really the competitive nature of our employees really comes out in this event, and it's so wonderful to see their passion. I should add a constructive competition. It was, it, there's been no no downside to it, which is great. So thank you again as well. So I'd say just keep at it. FIS, keep you know, keep the energy up, and I just can't wait to see what may come in the regional round, and then of course in the global round as well. Cool. So FIS team, you've you've had the rally charge. Go sign up. Um, I had the experience of being involved. Maybe I'll get invited back one day. It was super we exciting. Love to have you again in 2019. That'll Paul. be awesome. Thank super you. exciting. Hopefully everyone signs up, and I'll hand over to to David to close things off. Thank you. Uh, Paul, Mike, and Howard for being on the show today. That's been an excellent, this has been an excellent conversation about how people can innovate from within their own companies. One thing to know is that we will post the show notes on the podcast episode page and links to appropriate uh, materials that support Innovate in 48. And I would encourage you too to consider holding a hackathon at your company. So Mike, in closing, any call to actions, any call outs? Yeah, so one, I wanna say thank you to the employees who are listening, thank you to our customers, thank you to our industry peers, and thank you to just Microsoft's customers who are listening in, you know, from outside of this industry, getting knowledge of what it is that we're doing at FIS and with the Innovate in 48 event. Keep tabs on the event through our social media feeds or fisglobal.com or Rise with FIS, our industry blog and, and whatnot. Thank you to everyone who makes this event what it is. And thank you to Microsoft for the partnership through the years. And again, I can't wait to see what's going to come up over the next years or years to come. That's awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Howard. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Microsoft Industry Experiences Team podcast, the show that explores how industry experts are transforming businesses with Azure. Visit our team at aka.ms slash indxp. And don't forget to join us for our next episode.